Well, well, well. Hmm. Seems like something didn't quite turn out the way that maybe the the bureaucrats with, I don't know, pretty anti-farm agenda in the past, uh, didn't really turn out the way I think that they were planning. <laughs> and there may be some, some egg on some people's faces with, with something that happened recently. Um, it's incredible when you have bureaucrats who try to make a point and they get what they think are, are people who are going to support what they have to say together and all the people that they have speak out on a specific issue, say something basically diametrically opposed to the point that they're trying to make. And yet at the end, they wrap up by saying, and yeah, so uh, yeah, we're still continuing on this ridiculous path that everyone said is a terrible idea. Is this how our government works? Is there any ability to turn the ship and say, whoa, now? Well, certainly when your motives are political and not actually about doing the right thing, I think that's what happens. Welcome back to The Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI this morning. And what I'm talking about is this water issue. And, and we've talked so much about uh, a water rights lawsuit, an adjudication that the state wants to do here on this show. So that's the backdrop here. And initially, you know, all along, the farming community here, we've been saying the only way we're ever going to solve this whole thing with water rights and water management in the Nooksack Basin is if we all work together. And in a vacuum, who disagrees with that? I mean, that makes sense, right? We have some very heady issues to work on here. We need to work together in a collaborative way. We can't all be fighting with lawyers in a courtroom and expect to get anywhere on these sensitive issues for local culture and food and indigenous peoples and salmon and local food production. The list goes on. We've got to be working together. It's got to be collaborative from the get-go, though. Ecology, State Department of Ecology, and as we've highlighted this, in so many different ways here on the show, they had it in their head that they have to go after this legal route that's acrimonious, it's about fighting, it's adversarial. And initially, they even lobbied against, it was reverse lobbying, they're trying to get their connections to write letters against doing anything to fund what the farming community was calling for was to bring people together. Let's let's have, you know, if, if the state wants to go down this route, let's also fund bringing people together into a collaborative process, a solutions table. The state initially was opposed to that and lobbied against it. Now they're saying they're about solutions. They, they, they think that this whole lawsuit and working together can happen at the same time. And they recently had what they call a solutions showcase to talk about... And I guess this shows the pressure that we've been putting on this has worked. That They need to be talking about this idea of working together on collaborative solutions. Joining me right now is somebody who has been following these water rights and water management issues here in the Nooksack Basin for decades. Uh, a berry farmer, Marty Mayberry, is on the phone with us. Marty, you know, there's so much that could be said, but but just to step into the present, here here we are a couple, what, a couple weeks after this solution showcase happened. We have video of the whole thing. Um, we have the state saying their process is going to go a certain way and we're going to have a court case and we're all going to somehow work together collaboratively at the same time. Everyone knows that's just false on its face. 
But somehow, did they think that they were going to get people to support that in this conversation? Instead, they, they had a bunch of experts from the most recent place where they created a legal fiasco in Yakima. Explain what happened in this, this solution showcase. Well, Ecology brought uh, together a, a, a number of people from the Yakima Basin and, um, you know, 40, 50 years ago, they started an adjudication in the Yakima. And uh, to make a long story short, uh, they kept suing each other for for 45 years or so. And, and finally, a couple people, one, one person from the tribes and another one from the irrigation district, got together in a parking lot and started a conversation about what we could do if, if we just put down the guns. And um, they started the, uh, I think it's the Yakima Integrated Plan. Yep. And out of that process, that collaborative process, they've been able to accomplish a lot of things, a lot of things for salmon habitat and a lot of things for increased uh, uh, water storage. And so uh, Ecology brought a number of people from uh, together uh, on a Zoom meeting that we were able to listen in on. And um, the discussion was basically, you know, what happened? How did it happen? And they brought together uh, somebody from the tribe, somebody from the irrigation district, somebody, you know, from the environmental uh, community, um, people that worked for the tribes. And the message was astoundingly clear that adjudication is is, is almost worthless in trying to move forward on doing things to help the fishery, to help habitat. And it was, it was so clear that, you know, we, we didn't have to say anything because basically what they were saying was the stuff that we've been saying is that if you really and truly are concerned about salmon habitat mm -hmm. and flows and environmental things, the, the way to do it is is collaboratively working together mm -hmm. and that by working together and they could go to the federal government and back to Washington, D.C., and they could get major projects funded that had had major impacts. And without that collaborative uh, approach, uh, the government's not going to give you any money to do anything because you're fighting. Right. And uh, there was questions about groundwater adjudication it was almost like what are you crazy you want to adjudicate groundwater uh, and and uh, they didn't even do that in yakima and it was still a 42-year no. fiasco no there's never been a basin-wide from my knowledge there's never been a basin-wide adjudication that included groundwater unprecedented never been done before yet they say they believe this is the the answer uh this is the farming show by the way dylan honkoop here talking with marty mayberry uh, uh, Whatcom County, um, berry grower, red raspberries, blueberries. I think you guys still have a few strawberries and, and whatnot right. as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and somebody who has been engaged in water issues probably since before I was born, um, and, and knows this stuff like the back of his hand. Just before we came on the air here, he was telling me he just can't get it out of his brain anymore. It's, it's, it's hard for him not to think about this because this issue is so huge, so complex and so important to him and this community. You know, it's interesting that we're talking about this now, Marty, because I, I believe it was back when the, the state first said, well, okay, we're going to do this whole lawsuit thing that you and I had a conversation here on this program about how it really did go down in Yakima 
and how yeah. much of a problem that was. We were saying that back then, and it was highlighted again so clearly. It, it boggles my mind. I like what was ecology thinking when they were going to bring these people in to speak uh, uh, ostensibly to support their position. Um, and at the end of the day, absolutely destroyed any argument that that ecology has for their wrongheaded position. Uh, it, it it's unbelievable. And and are these people really that tone deaf? Did they really? I mean, they wrap up the meeting with saying, "Well, yep. So look, yeah, our plan is the right way to go." Even though everybody in the session they put together said their plan was the <laughs> the worst possible way to go. Like, is this gaslighting? Is this? I don't know. There's got to be some word for it where you hear all evidence to the contrary, and then you look the camera straight in the eye and say, yep, yep, so we're going to continue on with uh, the same thing that everybody said was terrible. I, what do you say to people who do that? <laughs> We've said quite a bit to them. Um, <laughs> you know, I have my personal feelings. Uh, things changed quite a bit in about two to three years ago. Mm. where we had a good working relationship with ecology. They sat in all of our meetings and um, worked on projects together. And all of a sudden, uh, as a 180, it, it appears that the edict has come down that they're, they picked winners and losers mm. in, this, in this whole deal. And um, that's just, you know, that's what it appears. And, and the Yakima adjudication was difficult enough, but Whatcom County is so much more complicated. The Yakima has, you know, a number of big irrigation districts that, that uh, supply water to literally hundreds of thousands of acres. And we have all individual uh, holes in the ground, hundreds of thousands and, you know, just pleading with ecology, what are you doing? So the Yakima has multiple uh, reservoirs. They can control flow uh, from those reservoirs. We have no reservoirs. Yeah, their fight and, was just over who got what. We don't even have yeah. the ability to control who gets what. No, no. And um, so it's, you know, it's been a tumultuous couple years. I firmly believe that ecology is undersold. In a big way, the uh, negative consequences of adjudication, not only just to agriculture, but to everyone. Uh, just lately, uh, they came out with a position on exempt wells. And uh, I couldn't believe <laughs> their position that, you know, in most exempt wells, you get 5,000 gallons a day. Uh, this is hearkening, hearkening back to the old Hearst case that everyone yeah. was in such a kerfuffle over. Yeah. The new ones, you know, are down to 500 gallons. Now, anybody listening to this needs to pay attention to this because ecology basically said that in the adjudication process, if you have 5,000 gallons, if you're still under the old exemption and you have 5,000 gallons that you can use on internal and external uses to irrigate your lawn and your garden, if you agree to go down to that 500 gallon a day, then you won't have to go through the adjudication process. They'll have some expedited situation. If you don't, you'll have to go through the adjudication process, just like all of us poor farmers have to do. So and, they're, they, you know, they're trying to pull, get people right over a barrel so they have no choice but to agree to what they want. It's extortion. Mm. And whether that will hold up, you know, they act like they can make up the rules as they go. 
Um, that's not true. This will be these things will be decided by a judge. So what happens with that? I don't know. But just the very idea that the, you know all the people that have the exempt well and have five thousand gallons a day, that if if you choose you don't want to go through adjudication, which is it's a legal process. It's going to cost money. It's going to cost time. That you agree to go down to 500 gallons a day from 5,000, then you won't have to go through the adjudication process. I was absolutely flabbergasted by the brazenness of our bureaucrats. Yeah. Well, and and And, I I wonder how many people with exempt wells, with Hearst wells, whatever you want to call them now, are even aware that they're facing. I mean, people are going to be sued, right? They are going to be served papers, likely. And is anybody ready for that? Are, are the people, people who, that are listening to your radio show know that now? But that's about it. And um, unreal, you know, these, unreal. These are things that are going on that, unless you're keyed in on the whole process, um, nobody knows what's going on. Sounds to me like you know, everybody remembers Hearst, and wow, wasn't that such a terrible situation? This sounds mm-hmm. like it could be a whole lot worse than that. It will be a lot worse than that. It's not that it can be. It will be. And what will happen is the tribes will more than likely be given uh, a minimum flow. Will be A minimum flow right would be their treaty right. Right. Everybody else will be junior to that. And we cannot control that flow. Being junior means you can be shut off if you are impairing that right. Now, what the tribes would do in that situation, you know, I can't tell you. Yeah. But um, I can tell you, in, in my experience, I don't believe this is about fish. Well, what, what you're explaining, you know, you could shut everybody off and you aren't saving fish it's really not going to change the situation in the river a whole heck of a lot at all i mean we're talking about you know looking at numbers as we've had we talked about this here on this program you shut off all of agricultural use and Mm -hmm. in whatcom county you're going to see something on an average of an increase in the gauge level at ferndale in the nooksack river of a quarter inch how many fish is that going to save yeah that's assuming that you know Roughly about 80% of ag water use is groundwater. And that's assuming that all of that water use is affecting the main stem of the Nooksack River, (laughs) which it's it's not a one-to-one situation. We can't deny that there's not hydraulic continuity. But we do deny that it's a one-to-one scenario in that it, it takes a long time to move through the soil. Some of it never affects the stream until you got high water and, and the aquifer is totally recharged. And, and so we're assuming the worst case scenario. And the prime habitat is the three forks. The prime habitat is not the main stem of the Nooksack River. Mm-hmm. That's a transitory network for the salmon. And they'll just jet right on up uh, to the three forks where their spawning habitat is. And and um, well, and if, honestly, if people are worried about doing the habitat work and the other restoration work that it takes to protect and enhance those salmon runs, mm-hmm. those are the exact things that this potential legal case that they're planning on filing in June of 2023, that's the exact thing that whole thing will stop. It will choke out the ability for people to, to do that kind of work. So how well, is that supposed you- to be a good thing? 
generally when you're in a litigatory environment, um, the collaborative work amongst parties that are in a contentious environment completely stops. And that's that's been our point, that litigation, if and truly if this is about salmon, salmon habitat, we were told under no uncertain circumstances by the, the group out of the Yakima that the collaborative approach is the approach to take to get things done that so many people say they want to get done. And there was a recognition on the parts of, of the Yakima tribe over there that agriculture is a very important part of our community and a part of our economy. And so, you know, they came together under, under some basic premises. They, they said, we don't agree on everything, yeah. but we do agree on a lot of things. And we can come together and and work on the things that we agree on. And that's all we're saying. And and we, uh, we, we have tried for years and years to try and work this approach with all water users in our community. And, and we were told under no certain circumstances, if you can, are concerned about habitat, the environment, and the fishery, mm-hmm. that a collaborative approach is the only approach. And, and what do we do with that? And, and we'll, we will find out over the next few months whether the parties that say that they're concerned about the issues that we're concerned about are really concerned about what they say. They yeah. What, what is this truly about? What are mm-hmm. the motives? Marty Mayberry, uh, Whatcom County berry grower and um, water law water management water rights um junkie for lack of a better well, not junkie because it's not like you like it but you're you're an expert in your own right not only on the legal processes but also the real world impact of those processes and i think that's as important as anything um thank you for for weighing in here on the program we have to run I'm sure we'll have you back again soon because we're getting to the point where the rubber has to meet the road. Uh, People have to start getting honest. Do they actually care about what they say they care about? And if they do, how can they continue to support a process that is absolutely antithetical to that? So I appreciate your time. Uh, Marty, again, we're out of time. Um, I guess best of luck to you and, and stay in touch with us. We'll keep working, Dylan.